Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Monday the 6th of June. Charles Firth and Dom Knight here and our guest today will be comedian Grace Jarvis. Before we get to Grace Charles, we have some momentous news, some huge news about the future of the podcast and some live events coming up. That's right. We are moving to an all-live format. All live. All All live from next week. It's a daily podcast, so we're doing a show every single night of the week. (laughs) No, we're going to go and uh, record the Chaser Report live from the Harold Park Hotel in Sydney. Sydney's original home of comedy, now turned into a much less humorous pub. Yes, that's right. That'll be in front of a live studio audience. You can actually book tickets to that audience. The website address that I have been given to plug this is www.chaser.com.au slash events slash the-chaser-report-live backslash. It just trips off the tongue, doesn't it? So what we might do is we might set up chaser.com.au slash podcast and we'll uh, we'll link it to that. You can just put Chaser Report Live into Google and it will take you where you need to be. This is happening on Tuesday though. The first one's happening on Tuesday. On, yeah, next Tuesday and tickets are $10. Just $10. Yes, and, and you'll be able to see a whole week's worth of podcast in one pub session. You will. And Craig Rewcastle is going to join us plus a secret to be announced guest. We're very yes. excited about the secret guest. Yes. And not only that, but another momentous, huge announcement is that uh, we're going to have a premium episode each week. We're going to expect you to pay for this content. Now, that's, <laughs> you can pay and have no ads. There's two tiers. Uh, there's a tier with no ads for seven bucks or for nine bucks. And why wouldn't you pay the $2 more? You get the bonus episode yes. each week. And the, and the first in the series is a very exciting uh, idea. It's called Drunk Q&A. Right? That's right. So essentially at the um, live podcast record, we'll record the week's episode, a whole bunch of different segments. Then we'll all have a drink break. Yes. And then we'll do a live Q&A in the room when everyone's, you know, yes. a bit relaxed and comfortable, to use yes. John Howard's phrase. And we'll record that bit and it will only be for paying subscribers... Yes. Who aren't defamation lawyers. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Yeah, and that's, and that's nine bucks a month, isn't it? Nine Don't bucks a month. That's huge value. It's peanuts. Yes. So this is the last week of the in-studio podcast records. And today we've got a very special guest. We've got Grace Jarvis. She just recently did her show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival and uh, was nominated for Best Newcomer Award at the festival. She is joining us after the break. We're going to hear about the world's most accident-prone rabbit, basically. That's how, that's yeah. what her show's about. Plus, Dom, you've got um, observations about the uh, Jubilee. We thought we'd celebrate Her Majesty's 70th anniversary uh, in the only way we know how. But first of all, let's go to an ad break. Yes! Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. 
Our guest today is comedian Grace Jarvis, who won rave reviews for her show, Digging a Hole, at the Melbourne Comedy Festival earlier in the year. She brings it back to the Comedy Republic in Melbourne on the 9th of July. Make sure you don't go and miss that. Uh, it's about a rabbit that gets into a huge number of accidents. So she's the perfect person to talk about the royal family, I think. And <laughs> given that, Grace, welcome. Oh, thank you. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's so lovely to have you here on, on a very special moment in the life of our country as we celebrate Her Majesty's Jubilee, the fact that she's managed to live so comfortably that she's made it to 96 years old and 70 years on the throne. Incredible stuff for us. <laughs> An <laughs> island in the middle of the ocean. You sound very whelmed. I just think it's it's... It's so wild. Like, the royal family is such a specific kind of human farce mm. where it's like, why is this still happening? Did you see the thing yesterday where, I think it was on ABC, they played footage of uh, the Jubilee and then they also played footage of Kim Jong-un's uh, parade. Did they mean to make that analogy? Yeah, and no, it, and it was it was really clear that they're, they're very similar in their thing. And there was this person interviewed saying, well, actually, well, it's a free society. You don't have to celebrate the Queen. But there are actually laws about um, not booing the Queen are and they? stuff like that. Yes, you can be ticketed. If you boo at the actual Jubilee celebrations, if you're out on the streets and you boo and the royal family is there, you can be ticketed. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm setting that system up for my next comedy festival. <laughs> Hang on a second. How, how many good. tickets has Prince Harry got? <laughs> for all, like, yeah. Going on Oprah and saying that they yeah. were horrible people and that mm. you... That's got to be worth a lot of tickets. It's a loophole. He didn't officially boo. I presume he was met at Heathrow by just some sort of officer with a whole book of tickets for him. I wonder, maybe that's the way they raise enough money to be able to pay for the royal family. Oh. Is they ticket the oh. people who are against. There you go. They ticket all the Republicans. Well, there was so Clever. much bunting. This is the thing I find strangest, is that the British, the way that they celebrate mm. is merch. Like, did you see the number of Union, of union Jack flags and whatever, and just every inch of the royal... Mall, yes. or Mal, I suppose they say, mm. um, we're just completely decked out in this, the Union Jacks. I mean, this is just so bizarre. I'm so glad Australia doesn't do that. But d- well, don't we? Oh, on Australia, oh, it's just people with flag capes. <laughs> they had it on every surface. Yeah, it's and ridiculous. And then Woolworths had, like, weird Australian-shaped ice cube trays. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you're wrong. Like, I we're think... just lame at it. Oh, I see. Well, yeah. that is true. Yeah. But that's, that's true of everything in Australia, isn't it? But, I mean, I, I like some of the things that they put on. Um, because what do you need? If someone's 96 years old, mm. not really able to hear very well and can only barely sort of just go to the balcony for a, a couple of minutes, mm. what's the one thing she's going to be able to hear? Jet planes. It's an Air Force flyover. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this amazing image of Prince Louis, like um, William's uh, youngest son. Um, basically, the, the planes are going overhead. The Queen's sort of just staring off into the distance going, oh, oh, I hear a slight, <laughs> a slight <laughs> sound. <laughs> And then you've just got Prince Louis with his hands over his ears, just screaming, just going, ah! <laughs> He's hating every second of it. My tiny ears! <laughs> My tiny ears are exploding. Yeah. But, that, was- no, but that's actually good because, you know, the one role of the royal family is to not listen to the commoners and the commoners' concerns. And by damaging his hearing so early on, he won't have to... He'll be ready. Yeah. Yeah, it's his version of let them eat cake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, I'm not listening to you and I will continue not to listen to you my entire life. <laughs> and this is the brilliantly awkward thing about having a, a party. Is they went very long on assuming the Queen would actually be able to attend. 
Uh, and this is the bizarre, like all these events that they had for her were predicated on her actually attending and she couldn't. So did you see what they did instead? Oh, what they, did they do a sort of weekend at Bernie's style? Yeah. Oh, actually, not a million miles removed because she's got this amazing golden like state coach. Mm. And what they did was they put a hologram of the Queen waving <laughs> inside it and drove it down the, the mall and lots of Brits just waved back. At a hologram. At a hologram. Of the Queen. And I, I'm, if you're Prince yes. Charles, aren't you thinking, yes. hang on a sec, Yeah, I don't want them to develop holograms of mummy because I'm <laughs> I'm never getting the job. <laughs> she will never leave. It's such a dystopian response to an old woman being sick. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, a, a, a 96-year-old can't walk a parade. Let's get technology involved. And the real problem for Prince Charles is uh, you can't smash a hologram against a, a tunnel wall and, and get rid of it. It's tunnel-proof. The hologram yeah. was very much tunnel-proof. That's absolutely true. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Chaser Report. But it was a weird mix of, of high-tech and low-tech, like a hologram of the Queen in a hundreds-of-years-old coach. Mm. And in the same... And bunting. Bunting is, a, the, is an old technology. Absolutely. But, but they also had <laughs> they had drones, had like an army of drones, and rather than just sort of vaporising commoners, which is what you might have thought that they'd do, they used them to just... You know how there's this new thing of having drones in the sky just making shapes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And so they had... Like the drones making a Union Jack. And then this is the most creative thing that you they can come up with. That the drones um, made an image of a cup of tea being poured. Gosh, British culture, you know, they, they, they conquered whole empire. They're the, the biggest empire in the world, but it's, it's all about the tea. That's all that it is. Yeah. That's all that they've managed to achieve. And well, also they, they, they stole that too. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> it yeah, it's a colonial drink. It's literally yeah. a colonial yeah. stolen drink. Yes, indeed. But the entertainment was very strange. Mm. I don't know if you saw this, Grace, but of all the people they could think to perform, Mm. could they really not do better than Rod Stewart? It seems like Rod Stewart has some sort of blood pact with the royals where it's like, why is he still their first call-up, you know? He's Mm. not super relevant. I'm not clear that he wasn't a hologram too, to be clear. Is it that ironically he's the only one who's not in prison for sex crimes by now? like? Rolf Harris, Jimmy oh, that's Savile. That's true. A lot like, of the Queen people who have performed at the Queen's yeah. events over the years. Pretty much all Prince of Prince Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. I mean, give it, give it a bit of time, but yeah. yeah. And not only that, but they got him to, to perform Sweet Caroline. This mm. is the bizarre thing. They had a poll on the BBC of all the songs that you could play for the Queen's Jubilee and of all of the songs ever recorded, Sweet Caroline was their favourite. What is wrong with Britain? That is a great song, Dom. Yeah, really? like, I'm not going to hear a word against Sweet Caroline. Isn't it a famously American song? <laughs> yes, Isn't it famously like American. S- superbly oh. about America. Hmm. Well, they were oh, pretending shit. America was still shit. part of the empire. Yeah, oh, they do love yes. to do that. Well, actually, at the time the Queen took over, it probably was, wasn't it? Probably it? was. <laughs> it's true. I wasn't. Yeah. 
But then the other weird thing was, um, of all the performances to have out the front of Buckingham Palace, like literally in front of the gates of the palace, which they didn't open because they still had to stay closed to the commoners, right? Let's be clear. Yeah, don't want anyone getting any of their um, jewels back. Mm, yeah. They had a performance from the musical Hamilton, which is about how fantastic it is to get rid of the royals. What is happening? Right outside the front of Buckingham Palace. Do you think maybe this whole... Celebration, yeah, it was organised by Republicans who want to sort of overthrow the monarchy. Like that's the, the only. I think the mon- I think the royals are just like so post nuance that nothing mm. touches them anymore. They're like nothing means anything. We're beyond. It could be. <laughs> the yes. meaning of it could songs. well be. Yeah, and I was sad that they didn't have. Um, King George, the character from Hamilton, where the syphilitic mad king comes out and just it's sort like of makes a fool everywhere. of himself and spits everywhere. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. But my theory, just watching this, is that based on who actually planned this and was it a Republican, I wonder whether it's actually the Queen because she's had it to do the job that she didn't choose, mm. which is clearly, if you've ever watched The Crown, incredibly boring and frustrating mm. and you feel isolated and you're like, you've got a palace but you don't have any friends and you can't do what you want. She's just going nuts. Let's burn this thing to the ground. There were even like digital flames projected on the palace when Alicia Keys <laughs> sang Girl on Fire. Like I reckon she's just going, this is stupid. Yes. Just get rid of it. She hates her yes. son so much. She's like, let's dismantle the monarchy let's before dismantle he gets a shot monarchy. at it. Yeah, it's Maybe I'll, I am, I'll, I'm going out with a bang. Yeah, I mean, if it was a, Prince Andrew who was next in line, she'd probably give it to him. But Prince <laughs> Charles, forget it. And I mean, the man got up and gave a speech thanking mummy. He's 71 years old and he's still got mummy. He's got the biggest case of mummy issues <laughs> in the history of humanity. Yeah. That is yeah. unnerving. I also was obsessed with the coverage of, is it Prince Louis, the little boy? Where, mm, where it's like, the little boy, yeah, oh, yeah. he didn't sit still for an entire day. His mum had to like tell him to sit in his chair. It's like, yeah, because he's four and you're playing Rod Stewart. It <laughs> <laughs> was a reasonable response, and I would have had the same reaction at 45. Was that yeah, if the... you get the wiggles or like something for him, you know, he might be more engaged, but he's not keen on Sweet Caroline and he's four. And I didn't see any snacks getting handed out. That's like, true. Where were the snacks? He needs a yogurt pouch or something. Oh, it's Britain. They don't have good snacks. Yeah. But that, was, that, was he the guy who I, I saw a. Sort of a clip of him, like some little kid pushing Kate Middleton's face, it, 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 like away. Yeah, and that's getting him. All that's her son. That's him, right? Yeah. And yeah, so he was like, "Hey, man, I've been sitting here for twelve hours. Yeah, yeah. fuck Not this even shit. Where's like Bluey? A toy car to play with. But what's the, what's the law on that? Like, because oh, he's in a dungeon now. To be clear, yeah, yeah, he's Kate, been locked he's up. Been severely punished. He's in <laughs> yeah, like child yeah. actors have like rules around how long you're allowed to make them work. That's true, and and they definitely get snacks. Mm. They definitely get snacks. This kid is like, is supposed to survive on the music of Rod Stewart and <laughs> the air of the monarchy. Yeah, but you yeah. know, it's the royal family. So the whole thing is when you're not the one who's next in line of the throne. But he like is young, the next. No, no, line. this is Louis. This is the the third. So they've got ah, they've got um, okay. what's his name? George, Charlotte, and then Louis. Oh, so Louis he's the, the he's Prince the, Harry. He's the no, he's the Prince Edward. Yeah, oh, the youngest son. Anywhere well, near it. He's yeah. just you just get in the psychological tra- psychological yeah. trauma early. That's what they do in that family. You know, for right. the moment, you're never going to be good enough. She, he's, he's Princess Margaret. But, but did you reckon they explained? Can you explain to a sort of three or four year old? 
oh, this is going out, billions of people are watching you right at the moment. Like, does that even compute? It like, does. Well, I've got a four-year-old. Um, Same age, yeah. And my four-year-old constantly thinks she's performing to an audience of billions of people. <laughs> and thank God she isn't. Yeah, that was his bit. He was doing a little like slapstick routine. He's like, oh, "This is my time to shine. I'm going to get a comedy writing gig after this. I'm not getting near the throne." Yeah, it was a tight five, wasn't it? Because he did yeah. faces. He even pulled these excellent he did faces. This. He did this business where he like yeah. put his thumb on his his nose and wiggled his fingers like a like a petulant child from. 1840. Like, yeah, I don't know right. how they such old-fashioned disrespect. Where are they picking it up? <laughs> and he did the thing where you stick your fingers in your mouth and make it wider and then stick your tongue out. I mean, that was that was regal. Mm. Yes. Pretty, that's classic. That's actually like a, an oil painting of a four-year-old. <laughs> that's some old-fashioned. No, or, or Prince Andrew at Jeffrey Epstein's Island, I think, also yeah, made, yeah, did yeah, that thing. Yeah. Well, stuff. actually, I, I think that's why he was having a tantrum, which is he'd heard that the next event involved spending a whole lot of time with Prince Andrew. He's like, hey, man, this is not a safe working environment for me. <laughs> Our gear is from Rode Microphones and we are part of the ACAST Creator Network. And Grace is uh, putting her show Digging a Hole back on on the 9th of July at Comedy Republic for their Festival Replay series. Make sure you go and catch that. Thanks for having me. Catch you later. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.